Hey, I'm Brian, minister here at Harmony Christian Church. Thanks for clicking on this video and hope that this video is a blessing to you and whoever you might be watching uh, it with together today. Uh, just want to let you know, if you want to find out more about us, you can go to harmonychurch.tv and there you can uh, catch up on some of the past messages that are there. You can also take a look at, uh, at giving to the church if you'd like to do that. You can do a one-time gift or recurring giving. Uh, maybe you'd like to mail us uh, some kind of a donation. Uh, that would be great if you would choose to do that. You can send it to 7100 South Choctaw Road, Choctaw, Oklahoma, 73020. You can also give us a call at 405-391-7310. You can give us, give us a message and let us know if there's anything we could be praying about. Maybe you want to follow us on Facebook. If you'd like to do that, you can go to at Choctaw HCC and find us there as well. And we hope that this video is a blessing to you and to your family. And again, thanks for watching. It's safe to say that none of us knew all the thoughts about what would happen in the year 2020. We never thought that we would all be wrapped up in a pandemic, away from family and friends, under quarantine, working more from home or just being at home more, isolated from family and friends and feeling well, just more alone than ever before. Never really thought that any of that was going to happen. And then in the mix of all of that that was happening with all the anxieties that came with that, here comes along this national conversation about race and justice and people are pointing out things that maybe we hadn't thought of before and they're raising issues that we haven't maybe considered before and everybody's asking all these things and we're just not really sure what to do with all of it. It leaves us in this really odd, crazy place and we're just not really sure what to make of all of that. And then still in the mix of all of that, here comes a, a national campaign for president and which raises even more tensions and even more questions about things. And it just seems like today, like, it just seems like everything's political nowadays. COVID-19 has become politically partisan somehow. Wearing a mask, not wearing a mask has become partisan politics. Uh, vaccines have become partisan politics. It, it seems like everybody just wants to know and tries to figure out just which part are you at. You know, every conversation you have is all about politics and do you align with this and do you align with that? white and black and brown bodies are all being used for for partisan politics all of it just seems like it's just all of that and then you and then you go and you turn on the news and then you find out that the news has just been taken over with partisan politics and it leaves us all asking this question of just like what are you supposed to do and that's really kind of a hard question to answer to, to say like what are you supposed to do because right underneath that question of what are you supposed to do is this other question this question, of, this question of just who is it that you're supposed to listen to? Just who am I supposed to listen to in the midst of all of this? I mean, everybody around us is shouting, trying to get our attention and trying to tell us, like, this is the truth and this is the thing that you're supposed to know. Like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what we're supposed to know is we, you should have the truth. And, and really, the, the thing is, is they really don't wanna, want us to really ask if what they're saying is the truth or has anything to do with anything that's true. They just want us to just listen to them. I mean, if you haven't figured it out yet, right now in our culture, the truth is just overrated. We are more and more and more living in a culture that is post-truth, post-factual. It just really doesn't have anything to do with the truth at all, really, is what a lot of us have discovered. And that's an important thing for us to consider, especially as followers of Christ. We we have this important decision that we have to make is, 
are we lovers of truth? Because Christians should be. Christians should be the ones who are in love with who and who speak the truth. Oscar Wilde once said that in an age of deceit, to speak the truth is a revolutionary act. Everybody I know, and I'm sure everybody you know, they're all telling you that we love the truth. But maybe we might just be lying when we say that. I mean, sometimes sometimes the things that we say are true are really just things that we hope are true. Sometimes we say things are true, but really it's second or third or even fourth hand information. Some, sometimes we say, well, this is the truth, and, and really that, that truth is just something that just really just fits my agenda really well. Sometimes we say something is true, and really all it is is just a gut instinct maybe that we have. We call these things the truth, but they're really not that truth. So the truth sometimes really isn't that easy. So as much as we say that we love the truth, the point is is that many of us use the truth to kind of cover over a lot of things. That's kind of how we use it. Maybe you might remember Simon Cowell when he was on American Idol. Maybe you might remember him and some of the things that he would say. And they would have all these performers come on and do all kinds of performances and stuff. And, and when they would ask Simon Cowell, like, Simon, like, what do you think of this performance? And he would say something like, well, if I'm being honest, and then he would go on to like totally devastate that person, just like crush their hopes and dreams, like right there. Like that was Simon Cowell. And, and people would say, well, he's just being honest. He's just keeping it real. He's just telling the truth. No, he wasn't. He wasn't being truthful. He was just being a jerk. He's just being mean. What, what Simon Cowell, what he could have said was, is, you know what? That's just not what we're looking for. Or that performance needed work. But instead, it's not what he would say. What he would say is, is, you are the worst singer in America. Or he would say, you sound like Dolly Parton on Helium. That's what Simon Cowell would say. And he would say, I'm just speaking the truth. I'm just speaking the truth. So people will say some of the most harshest things to other people and they will whitewash over all of it by just saying well it's the truth it's true and Christians will say and do some of this stuff and act as if there's no other Christian ethic around like there's no other options available to us it's true but it's a dishonest truth and it's a dishonest truth because it cuts right up against what Jesus taught Jesus said to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So it's a dishonest truth, and it's a dishonest truth because it's a truth that was meant and intended to injure. There's another way that we cover up for the truth as well. We cover up the truth by, by seeking to try to use the truth to cover up our own agenda. So there's some issue out there, whatever the issue is, we're looking for evidence, and, these, and the so-called evidence that we find is all the evidence that supports our agenda that supports our version of the truth, which means all this other evidence that's out there is somehow tainted. Our evidence is as pure as the wind-driven snow, but their evidence, well, it's, it's, it's tainted, it's wrong. And so we have to dismiss it or downplay it, or we'll call other people that don't agree with our version, oh, they're, they're liars, or they're biased, or they're just flat-out stupid. 
And, and you can tell when somebody is doing this either to you or maybe you've done this to somebody. You can tell this is when you keep asking for evidence. Well, just give me a little more evidence. I, I, give, me, give me like six examples of, of how what you're saying is correct. Well, I don't really need six. I, I really need seven. Well, okay, I, I really don't need seven. What I, really, what I really need is like, what I really need is like eight. Could you give me like eight examples of how that's true? And so we keep asking for more evidence and asking for more evidence, trying to up the ante all the while, just downplaying this other person and, and their, their evidence. And we just use all that to say that it's the truth, but it's a, it's a dishonest truth. It's not an honest truth. So we, like Simon Cow, can use the truth to really just kind of cover over a lot of things. And one of the things that we will use the truth to cover over is when it exposes our own lack of spiritual formation. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, starting at verse 9, says this, The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie, and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are, who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth, and so be saved. So what Paul is saying here is he's saying, okay, every move you make, every little word that comes out of your mouth, every little click on the post, all those things, all those things are can be ways in which we are either moving closer to God or moving further away from God, because according to this passage, salvation is connected to a love for truth. A love for truth. So the more that we reject the truth, the more that we reject those things, it kind of makes you ask the question of just, what are we supposed to do about that? The more that I click on things that are untrue, the more that I say things that are untrue, where is that moving me towards? If, as according to this passage, truth and the love of truth moves me closer to God, moves me closer to salvation. And it should, because John 14, 6 says this, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It sounds to me like something we kind of need to get into our bones, that if we love the truth, we love God, which means if you don't love the truth, then you don't love God. It would seem then somehow we've sort of maybe lost this ability to speak the truth to ourselves and to others. And maybe that's because telling the truth requires some virtues. If a person is spiteful, they're vindictive, they're just full of judgment, then they are going to be a person that when they tell the truth, it's going to be a truth mixed in with all kinds of spite and all kinds of judgment, which, which means it's not going to be the truth. They're going to find it hard to speak the truth because truth is always an antiseptic and it hurts and it's painful. So if you're the kind of person that's just brimming with spite, brimming with anger, brimming with judgment, then when you speak the truth, it'll be a truth mixed in with all kinds of poison. That's why people that you know, people that I know, can say things that are factually accurate, and yet at the same time, say those words with all kinds of contempt for another person. And you know, another thing you need to know about the truth is that the truth is not always going to fit your agenda. It's just not. Everybody says they want to be truthful. Everybody says they're being honest. That's what everybody says. 
But usually, have you ever considered this, like the people that agree with you, maybe on sports or how to raise a family or money management or even politics, that all those people that are telling you they love the truth in those areas and maybe even say some factual things, have you ever thought that maybe they aren't committed to Jesus in the same way that you are? And maybe because of that, they're not really telling you the full truth. Like maybe they kind of lie. Maybe they're being deceitful. And they're doing that all, all because they're just trying to get your devotion. They want you to come back and watch some more. They, they want you to come back and buy their stuff. Do you ever think of that? We have to love the truth more than we love getting our way. We also need to love the truth in a way that, that's humble. Have you ever known anybody that lacked the ability to say, I don't know, or I was wrong? You ever known anybody like that? I mean, they, they might say things that are factually accurate, but if they don't have the ability to say, I don't know, or I was wrong, then they're a person that's just not wise. They're not, they don't have any wisdom at all. You know, Socrates was one of the wisest people in the ancient world. It, in his day, at his time, he was considered just the wisest guy all around. Everybody thought he was so wise, except for Socrates. Socrates didn't think he was so wise. In fact, it really just kind of baffled Socrates as to why everybody thought he was so wise. And so he went around and tried to figure out, hey, why is it everybody thinks I'm so wise? Like, what's going on with that? And what he discovered was is that what made him wise, what made, him, what made the people believe that he was so wise was that he was somebody who knew what he didn't know. In other words, Socrates was able to say, I don't know. I don't know. And that's a radical idea right here in the 21st century, to be able to say, I don't know. And with all this disruption that's going on in our lives, it just kind of makes you wonder, just, just what's our problem? What's our problem with the ability to either speak the truth or hear the truth or share the truth? Like, what's, what's wrong with us? Like, why can't we do that? And I think back to my childhood. Maybe you might think back to your childhood, too. And I think about those times that I thought that my parents were going to punish me for something. Punish me for something if they knew the truth. And that's what's scary. If they knew the truth, then the consequences of knowing that truth. And as a kid, that scares me. And as an adult, that scares me. And that's why we don't tell the truth. We're just afraid of the consequences of the truth getting out. Jesus in John chapter 14 says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. What I'd like to submit to you is this, is that if Jesus is the truth, and that if we can be secure that Jesus is the truth, and Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled, then no matter what is going on, no matter what the agenda might be, no matter what the politics might be, no matter what new truths might be discovered, despite all of that, I can tell the truth, and I can speak the truth, because truth is Jesus. And if you love Jesus, if you love God, then you love the truth. God bless you.